you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. Listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. And today we continue on with our Pastor Appreciation Month uh, podcast series, where we've invited a handful of different voices and guests on to talk about uh, Pastor Appreciation. And today we have a very uh, special guest with us, a uh, friend of the podcast and just friend in, in real life. I could see this individual from time to time, and we do a lot of work together here. Uh, in in our area, we have with us Dr. Amy Go. Amy, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. It's good to to be with you guys. Yeah. Would you tell our our, our listeners a little bit about yourself? You know, who you are, where you're from, uh, which favorite movie is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, favorite movie. Uh, I have to think about that for a moment. But um, as you mentioned, I'm Amy Go. I am a lay person. And the local church that I go to is Smoky Hill United Methodist Church in Centennial, Colorado. And I have got two young elementary aged kids. Who are absolutely adorable. Uh, they, you all sent me some videos at the beginning of the pandemic uh, to do some children's thing and they're team players. <laughs> they are, and they loved doing that actually. It was wonderful. Yeah. They're so much fun. Well, we wanted to get you on this uh, this week for the podcast to talk about pastor appreciation from from the lay perspective. Uh, we've we've kind of beat that horse to death from clergy end, <laughs> but wanted to get uh, your perspective and what uh, what 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 this month means, what appreciating your pastor means to you, and uh, maybe some ways that you've done that in the past. Which I can share some ways you've done it, but I'll let you talk first. <laughs> Well, um, I mentioned that I'm a lay person, but I didn't describe what I do for a living, but um, just to be very general, um, I am an individual that's in a caring profession and currently work in a hospital setting. So obviously um, in caring professions in general, all of us are tired because of the pandemic and all of the things that have gone on during the pandemic. So um with that in mind, I have grown to appreciate even more so uh, appreciation and sharing appreciation for others. And it doesn't matter how you do it. Um, it could be something as small as making a batch of cookies, or it could be bigger, like taking your pastor out for lunch or wh- whatever you feel called to do. Let me tell you, I, I can speak from experience. A giant box of cookies and bread uh, coming through the mail is pretty pretty fantastic. <laughs> Especially when it's a surprise, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, no, that that's that's something that Amy Amy did for me, um, whom I'm not her her, her pastor in, in real life, right? <laughs> but we're friends and, and we get to uh, be in community together in, in these spaces. And, and that means a lot uh, for you to reach out in, in such a way. Uh, it, it did not help my belt line um, to eat <laughs> all of that shared minimally with my children, uh, but not much, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it makes, yeah, it just little gestures like that make us, uh, I felt seen, uh, very much so. And just, uh, just a little gift like that. 
So what are some ways, um, and, and you, you shared with us, like kind of just that feeling of like caring for uh, those that care, uh, you know, you've been, you, you've been in a church for a while. Uh, how are some ways that your church has kind of handled that? Like just on a grand scale, as people could see, um, you know, in the congregation. Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, because we probably don't do enough of our sharing of appreciation. Um, it's more on an individual level at my local church. And um, I wish I wish we did it differently and better, honestly, because there are so many things that we could do. <clears throat> um, we have had a couple of situations where we have come together to support our pastors in various ways in terms of appreciation and supporting them. Um, for example, um, <laughs> right prior to starting the new appointment season, our pastor lost a sibling and that unfortunately has happened again, um, during the pandemic. So we've come together and done things like providing meals and travel support and whatever other things that we could do as a congregation to, to show that we care for them as an individual. That's huge, holding that that space, uh, especially in time of, of grief. Um, our churches up in Montana did that for us, uh, and I know Matt's experienced this as well, when we lost loved ones, uh, and just churches and, and communities holding that space for you just to, just to be. Um, and I know, I know that's a place that you've held for me, uh, a little bit in grief, but a lot of it in just being human, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You you hold space for me, and I appreciate it when because uh, there aren't aren't many lay people out there. One that pastors can trust in a way just to be be human <laughs> and be who we are, and 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 just live into that fully, right? And uh, folks like you who hold that space for us is is huge, uh, especially when it comes to being frustrated and and being able to talk through a pandemic on multiple levels. Uh, you knowing the experience of it in the hospital world uh, far is far greater of an experience than we've had in the church, but it's nice to have some commonality there just to, just to text and be like, you know what, I'm tired. Uh, this week's been rough. Uh, mm -hmm. we, need, we need you. <laughs> we need people like you in our lives. And uh, you know, you're hard to come by. Yeah, you mentioned that um, I've been in the church for a long time, and in fact, a really long time, because um, my, <laughs> sometimes I joke that I've been part of the United Methodist Church even before I was actually born, because <laughs> I come from a long line of Methodists, and actually, I, I do have clergy within my um, my extended family, so I totally get that we all need moments to be human, and and you, were, you, you as pastors really are actual people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's like, um, did you guys ever see like elementary teachers when you were in elementary school outside of school, either like with their family at the grocery okay. store or other places? And you're like, oh my gosh, they exist beyond the school. <laughs> they need milk too. <laughs> They take their kids to dance. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I do. I, I very much remember that. And I remember seeing before I, I was working in the church, I remember seeing pastors out and about and having similar feelings of like, 
this is weird. Uh, and then, then I find myself having to reintroduce my, as a pastor, reintroduce myself to people uh, because they see me like this on Sunday. If you're not watching the podcast, I'm wearing a suit and a bow tie today. Um, and, and when I'm out in public, hat, t-shirt, you know, whatever. And they're like, I think I know you and I'm your pastor. <laughs> it's even harder now that we're all wearing masks too, right? Right. Yep. You get to know this much of people. <laughs> Well, and that, that's why I like, I remember um, just recently, and that was before COVID, I was making a hospital visit and it was an impromptu call. I just happened to be in Tulsa that day and I was in shorts and a t-shirt and the person just couldn't like, they were like, who is this? Like, who is this guy? And I'm like, you probably don't recognize me outside of my robe. <laughs> and so, you know, I, and I, and I think that that's um, one of the things that I've noticed. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up Methodist. Um, uh you know, wasn't called to be a United Methodist pastor at the age of five. I, uh, uh, I always joke that my mom did a great job of making me Methodist, uh, because she modeled what it meant to be Methodist before I knew what Methodism was. Cause she was a good old Methodist, uh, and, uh, but would model that for us. And, um, and I think that, you know, one of the things we forget and, and, you know, Zach and I both have kids, uh, you know, when we go to school events and stuff, that kind of does end up being part of our job because that's us in the mission field. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that sometimes like, yeah, we'll talk to you and we'll do that. But like, we also need time away from all that stuff too. And, um, you know, I'm getting ready to head off again and hopefully I'll get to see you next week, uh, to go see, uh, Zach be commissioned. Uh, but you know, I'm able to do that because I have the space, uh, to be able to do that and break away. And I think that that's the greatest gift that lady can give clergy Mm -hmm. is that permission to like, Hey, unwind, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to do this 80 hours. Like we don't want you to work all the time. Uh, we'll bear that load for you. I remember when my mom uh, was towards the end of her life, uh, the most powerful gift that the church I was at at the time gave me was the permission to go be with her and mm-hmm. that they would take care of the church. And, you know, we actually flourished because of it. Um, and I think that um, that has been lost uh, in this kind of way of doing church that the pastor must be always in his office doing working 80 hours a week. Um, and, and I think that the greatest gift lady can give us is that gift of space and saying, you know, you don't, you don't have to do that much. Like we, we want, we need to be bearing some of that load. Um, as you think about like what you see, cause you're in a unique position of being able to see a lot uh, within uh, your annual conference, what are some things maybe you've seen that maybe you'd either like to try or just throw out there for people that might be listening? And, you know, I know that, uh, you know, by the time the Sahara's, we only have like two or three days left in October, but, you know, I think pastor appreciation can be something that can be a year long thing and not something that's mm-hmm. just a hallmark month of the year. Mm-hmm. What are some things you see or have, you know, would like to try? Well, <laughs> Maybe not personally, because sometimes I hate public speaking, but when you were talking about (laughs) having space to be with your parents or your mom, um, one of the things I think that lady can do, especially in times of when, you know, the pastor can't be in the office all the time, which is, I agree, not something that you should do, but you, you don't also have to be on the pulpit every single Sunday, right? So that's another thing that lady can step up and do in the local church is to share that space and give a sermon every once in a while if, if they feel called. And 
probably just like what I said, oh, I'm not a good public speaker. You you don't have to be, but um, it's a it's a challenge to to lean into to be brave and and step up to call the call. Absolutely, it's it's just one of the when people offer to to whether it's to pray or to preach or just to be involved in the worship service at any rate, it's it's um, it's so encouraging, right? Because uh, so much of that it rightfully falls on our shoulders, but it it's just that reminder for us that oh, people care uh, not mm-hmm. only about about their church and, and the folks that are there, but about us and being in community and relationship with us uh, as we lead those things. And uh, yeah, to be in the pulpit 52 times a year, really it's about 56. And when you count all the special services, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot, that's a lot. And do we really have that much to say <laughs> year in and year out, right? Uh, and, and so it's nice when other voices uh, step up and they're like, hey, we got this one, you know, let us give you some time to go be with family or to just uh, go hide in the wilderness or go sit on the lake or whatever it is, right? <laughs> and, and messages also come across very differently when it's coming from a lay person who yes. is seen as a peer in the church rather than the, the, the actual leader. So, right. so same message could come across very, very differently. Yep. Yep. So if you got lay people who are willing to say the hard things, <laughs> no, it, that's exactly right. Um, it's, it's a lot like, you know, when we, when we teach our kids and tell our kids not to, not to do something or, you know, give them instructions and they don't listen and, uh, you know, the teacher or the coach or, you know, the sweet little lady in the church says it and they listen, it's like, no, okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes it just takes a different voice. I love that. Well, I mean, thank you. Um, do you have any anything, any final parting words for uh, our listeners? Uh, not to just do Pastor Appreciation Month in October. Do it all year long. Amen. Spread the love. <laughs> send boxes of cookies. We like it. <laughs> and, and if you'd really like to send boxes of cookies to the Bearded Theologians, just send us a direct message and we'll be glad to uh, give you our addresses because uh, we love cookies. So what's your favorite kind of cookie, Matt? I'm a chocolate chip cookie kind of guy, but I eat any and all cookie. I do not discriminate against cookies. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend oh, burning cookies. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, I like chocolate chip cookies and uh, I guess they're called chocolate brownie cookies. Uh, the two that you sent me, phenomenal. <laughs> I did not share. <laughs> <laughs> Matt tried and I didn't give him one. You could have given him one, Zach. Mm-mm. No, that's not that, that's not what he does. <laughs> and I, I, I was know, being I'm... appreciated, not him. <laughs> <laughs> the box was to you. That's right. I had my yes. name on it. <laughs> so, Although I did put in my letter to you to share with your family, didn't I? I did. I did share with my family. <laughs> I know where I'm at in our relationship. So you're not family, apparently, Matt. I'm not there yet. No. Uh, so, you know, Amy, we thank you for your time, and uh, we want to encourage our listeners to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com. We've got all sorts of great past podcasts, and you can even buy um, some kind of Pastor Appreciation Month. Hey, if you miss the month, Christmas is coming, and so what a better way of, of sharing love to your pastor than buying them uh, some uh, Bearded Theologians gear. And so, you know, we want to thank you for listening, and let us know that you're listening in the comments or however else you listen. Uh, give us those five stars uh, or thumbs up or whatever platform you're using uses uh you know 
you know, rate us. That helps us get our message out there. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.